So today we have a first, or many firsts really, we've got an international Instagram Live turned into podcast. We have also made for a very interesting podcast in terms of being able to visualise the Manly Beach sunrise from an Instagram Live perspective, but you guys are actually just listening to Ravi Radner chiropractor and podcaster on his Before the Dip podcast, uh, experiencing and describing, maybe not even describing, later on in the chat, the manly sunrise. So yeah, it makes for rubbish podcast, uh, but as a chiropractor who really cares for his community there in Manly, and as a leader in the podcast world, it was a real pleasure to get him on for a chat. Um, I went to visit him in um, April 2019, well before all the pandemic stuff was going on. We went for a swim at the very beach that he's uh, stood in front of recording this. You may hear some people wandering by or some tractors ploughing sand or even the waves crashing behind him as we have this conversation. So, yeah, if you're interested in hearing about life as a chiropractor in Sydney, Australia, uh, or even just life in general um, during the COVID times, have a bit of a listen to see what Ravi's got to say. He's also a chiropractor to pro surfers. Uh, I've mentioned before, he's obviously an avid podcaster on his Before the Dip podcast. And anyway, without further ado, just let's have a listen to see what we got up to. Thanks. <laughs> mate, it's dark. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to try and get under a, a, an outdoor lamp here. <laughs> It's like, it's like nine o'clock at night and uh yeah and it's like blazing sunshine still um yeah, so yeah. weird we're at six in the morning here and it's like uh it looks like nine o'clock at night so have you uh well anyway um let's let the viewers slash listeners know who you are this is yep. ravi all the way from manly in sydney and mm. yeah um I'm very much looking forward to have a little chat with you, mate. Um, and this is our very first international use of the Insta yeah. Live. I just got my coffee delivered here too. So um, it's good to be part of that, Craig. It's good to be part of the, this momentous occasion for, um, for Cairo, London. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, tell me, was that coffee from Hakan's coffee shop, by any chance? <laughs> well, Hakan's closed today. What? I drove past there. I know. I thought I'd do the right thing. And uh, Hakan's closed. He's, he's, he's sporadic in his, his early opening. Sunday morning is consistent, but who, who would have thought on a, on a Wednesday that he'd just go, no, nah, I'm going to open a bit later today. It's a strange way to do business, but uh, anyway. Very good. Talk us, talk us through the weather. What's going on? Okay, so we've got a, we've got a, well, right now we've got a clear, you can see the sun rising there behind Hang a few, on a minute. few Look stars. At that isn't that lovely? Background. That is like isn't unbelievable. Nice? Yeah, that's beautiful, isn't it? That's how we start the day here oh, in Manly. I've got, a, I've got a helper here tonight too. Here's little oh. Charlie. Hey. Hello, Charlie. How are you going? Actually, Charlie, I am sitting right where I last saw you down here in the uh, south corner at Manly. Um, your dad and I swam in the rain. I don't know if you remember that on your trip to Sydney, but it was pouring with rain. Well, we were literally just talking about that. Oh, actually, there's a problem. You can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> oh, she's looking at me. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, we were, uh, Ravi was just saying um, he's standing exactly where he was when I went swimming in the rain with him um, oh. back in April last year. So see in the background yeah. there, he's got the sun rising. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> over. The last of- What's that star? Sorry. Is that a planet? I think that's a planet, that one. Oh, mate. That might be the planet that we're all going to move to eventually. So. <laughs> Is that it? Planet Earth is closing down? Look, I'm, I'm just keeping it in view. So uh. <laughs> We better oh, get yeah. uh, uh, Elon Musk on the line, mate, and uh, <laughs> yeah. get that sponsorship ramped up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Once we're on the Porsche Teslas, we'll be driving them out there. Oh, too funny. I love, I love that, you, that you support that, our podcast. I really appreciate it. It's, um, it's nice to know that people listen to us mm. rabbiting on back, uh, you know, down here on a Sunday morning in, uh, in, in, in Sydney. Well, I think we should, uh, but yeah, look, so it was, can you believe it was April uh, 2019 when yeah, I swung by Manly in the torrential rain and we went for a swim <laughs> out the back of that very beach and yeah. um, it was yeah. glorious. Glorious. Um, <laughs> you scared the hell out of my wife, Gail, who, when you mentioned there was a bronze whaler um, looming out the back, um, we thankfully didn't see any bronze whalers. You did point out a. A little um, stingray. Stingray, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. look, there's lots of there's there's certainly a lot of nature out there. This is um, a marine reserve right behind me, so nobody fishes in there, mm. and the uh, and the biodiversity is actually getting better, not worse. And there's not too many places on the planet that can boast that. Wow. And here in uh, in this little corner, every day, just for your listeners and your viewers. Mm-hmm. Is a um, there's a swim that takes place, and the, and the guys they call themselves the Bold and Beautiful, and they swim across the um, this beautiful reserve, and they're looking at things like like you mentioned sharks, uh, sharks and turtles, and and big fish and little fish, and what else do we have a cuttlefish out there. So there's lots of you know great things to see, and it's just a beautiful way to start the day. And I'm sure what will happen during our chat today is you'll see more people f- filing through here. Like it's a bit of a freeway. I know it's dark, but you you can see behind me. Watch, there'll be some ladies yeah, going go. for their runs. They're going for the shuffle. For the, they're doing the early morning shuffles. People come down for a swim. It's, it's unreal. Is is that the surf club right there behind you? Uh, yeah, that's the Moonly yeah. Surf Club. You can yeah, see yeah. the time there, six oh five. Now, how are you going? How are things in London? I um, it's very di- we're having a very different experience, you and I, of this uh, this whole COVID. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's a, it's a really interesting time. I think we, you know, I, I think the biggest difference, you know, between you and Australia and the UK is that the Australian government um, got in there and supported the complementary health guys and yes. said, we want you to remain open. Yeah. Whereas, uh, weirdly, the, the, the government in the UK um, did not make very clear indication as to what they wanted us to do at all. And, yeah. uh, you know, they it kind of left it up to us to kind of try and work out what was right, both ethically and, um, you know, sort of what was the lowest risk for our people, you know. It's very uh, it's interesting. I, I remember in the early days here, so within the first no week to 10 days of being locked down. Um, I mean, it seemed like my, every day seemed like a week, didn't it? So it was so strange, the, um, yeah. the rules changing and the announcements by the government. But there was this sort of a pressure being uh, – you could feel this, a little bit of a social pressure, like you mentioned, around the ethics of it, you know, where we were being left 
we were being left to decide, is this the right thing for us to do? Like, who's yeah. telling us? And then we have to think, maybe what's our relative risk? So within the community within within Australia, there were messages flying around around, you know, should we should we stay open, shouldn't we stay open? And mm. like you say, thankfully, we had a quite a strong message from our government saying, no, we really want you to stay open. We need your help to support our healthcare system. We don't know where the pressure is going to be applied in the healthcare system. And the last thing we want is more people presenting to a hospital who don't need to be there. So can you can you guys keep working and doing your thing, which was was great to get that message finally. And then we can put our heads down and just look after our people and and do the best job. And just before I came on air, I could hear you talking about that you guys are open, which is awesome. And you put Thea. Oh, Toddy, you guys are You guys, you know, you guys are yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Good night. Uh, that you're doing um, everything you can to create a safe and comfortable environment for both you and your your, your clients, which is mm. you know, which is exactly what you should be doing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the it, it was interesting though, in the that that you sort of still had that because because of even though that we weren't mandated to close, we kind of had that sort of feeling that well, how can we deliver chiropractic care within a two meter? You know, um, no. <laughs> I, I was building a stick big, with a hand on the end the of big it. Sticks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a broomstick yeah. stick with an activator on the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, what I did, I mean, we we know our we know our practice members. It, it, when I look back, maybe there's a bit of naivety in, involved there. But what I what I reconciled with, I was healthy. I was taking care of myself. My immune system, I trusted it to do a good job. Uh, I trusted the um, the also the contract, the, the you know the verbal contract uh, that we had with our practice members that if you weren't feeling healthy, that it was an appropriate thing for you to call and say, hey, I just don't know. If I should be coming in, I'm feeling these symptoms and I don't want to be part of, you know, spreading this potential thing. I don't want to be part of that. So we made it very clear that it was okay to do that. And, you know, I had a couple of chats with people and they decided not to come in. And then eventually they went and got tested. They were okay. They came and got adjusted. So, you know, where we might have in the past, Greg, I don't know if you, I'm sure you do it in the practice too. We encourage people, hey, if you're not feeling well, this is a great place for you to come to get your chiropractic care. We we, we thought the, the that we'd change that and just say, listen, if you're not if you're not feeling great, how about stay at home? It just felt like the right thing to do given the circumstances, even though we want to care for people. But it, you know that is a one a one hundred and eighty degrees from what our normal message is, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, the normal yeah. message is, hey, you're a bit run down, you're not feeling very well, you need some help. You better come in and yeah. sort of uh, we'll look after you. You know, and so yeah. I think that was the hardest message, and it's sort of the hardest message to have within your team too. You know, because um, yeah. you, you know as you've as you know, we've kind of now we've got five clinics and sort of a you know a, a much bigger team. Um, we want to make sure that their health is is a priority as well. But um, you know, normally we'd be like, well, look, you're not feeling well. Let's just look after you. Come in, whether it be a, a CA or whether it be a, a DC um, chiropractor. Yeah. We just sort of say, hey, look, let's let's adjust you. Let's try to keep things moving and um, and see how we go. You know, but that yeah. Anyway. Look, so without getting bogged down too much in that, because obviously we possibly don't want to timestamp this, right? <laughs> no, timestamping. Timestamping just, you know, it, it dates your podcast so quickly. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah. no, but the, uh, I mean, look, mate, we, and, and thank you, and I'm sure Luke Brady, my um, co 
founder or colleague of Cairo London, I introduced uh, for those listeners out there, you've got to go and do yourself a favor and check out the Before the Dip podcast. Um, uh, but it's just two blokes bantering on. Sometimes yeah. the episodes basically <laughs> cover nothing. <laughs> it's a bit Seinfeld like, isn't it? It can be one of those. <laughs> never said about nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, um, there's there's a there's a lot of content within that nothing. It's hard to yeah, it, it is. It's hard to talk for forty five minutes about nothing. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you kind of go, okay, let's reconcile to do this again next week. Yeah, but uh, well, actually, yeah, so I, Luke yeah. did because uh, he very much enjoyed the lighthearted relief that you brought through the whole pandemic. Um, yeah. And a slightly sort of, probably as well being in Australia, it was like, a, you know, we all did that thing, right? Well, we all kind of initially thought, ah, this is just one of those Come things. On. That, you know, what are you Come doing? On. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's time stamping for you there, Craig. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so as it, as it went on, though, we very much enjoyed the lighthearted relief and a slightly a variation in the, in the approach to it. Um, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, but anyway, so um, you're welcome. But then, one of the questions though we had though was that did you you kind of fell out of doing a regular one as behind of yeah. the, the 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 sort of thing took hold? Yeah. What was that all about? Was that just you kind of ran out of uh, steam, or, or it, you... I know it, it may have come across that way. Definitely, it definitely wasn't that. What happened was um, what happened was uh, we we still got together. And yeah. we decided instead of spending our time podcasting, yeah. we would go for a walk. We would go for a walk and talk. So just just connecting with each other. We had um, another two friends that would come down and we, under the cloak of darkness, we'd go for a walk around uh, the beautiful national park up here at uh, North Head mm. um, because we sort of felt like <clears throat> that was the most important thing for us to actually get out and move and talk and be a bit more free. Like with the podcast, you know, if you'd listen to it, you, could, you know, we don't hold back too much. It's like, just like a conversation like you and I are having. Mm. But uh, yeah, we, we, we transitioned to just, let's just go for a walk. Let's get some exercise in because, you know, we, we don't know how much more of this we can get. And yeah, that became a more important thing. And, and also there was a, I think there was an episode where we decided we weren't going to sit in the same room, you know, <laughs> Like, like you guys I, over there, no, no, things were yeah. changing. We're like, do we? What's the right thing to be seen to be doing, and what's the right thing for yeah. us? Uh, yeah, being yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of why we did that. That's cool. No, it sounds like it was a combination of things. Whereas, like that thing of should we be seen together? Should we not? Should we do it virtually? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and I think you but guys still want to get together. In, yeah, but you know, and sometimes we do it ourselves. When when uh, when with the Cairo London sort of management get together, sometimes we'll go for a walk down to the Hammersmith Bridge, you know, and um, that's way better than sort of being stuck in a room, you know. The the walk of contemplation, I think we call it. Yes, well, it's a, it's a good one, and it's a great way to for for blokes to to chat is side by side rather than uh, face to face. You know, we. I mean, I, this is the um this is the I was away camping on the weekend with two guys out in. Uh, past the Blue Mountains here in Sydney, for those who know that area. It's freezing cold. And we sat there looking at the fire the whole time, you know, and chatting. So he didn't look at it. No one looked at each other's face. That would have been really awkward. We just, <laughs> but we, but we sat there just just chatting about life, looking at the flames, because it just seems to be a – so when we're walking side by side chatting, you know, things can come out and you can actually, you know, get some good some good banter going, which is mm. important. So, so I, I actually found – 
You know, the, 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 this kind of podcast has probably got a life of its own, right? And I'm sure you guys really look forward to doing it, the sort of interaction mm-hmm. with some of the kind of international fans or, or, or whatever else it might be, you Love know. Yes. Um, so many, so many. <laughs> it's a little bit addictive, I think, really, isn't it? But um, Especially well, when the therapy. sponsors start coming in, you know. Um, yeah. Well, you got to keep the sponsors happy. Um, yeah. Obviously, our, our ex-sponsor from Forage Cereal that no longer exists, so we didn't help that company to thrive. But uh, we did our best. I think we probably drained their their, their budget, <laughs> their resources, and how they collapsed. <laughs> yeah, they overcapitalized on their uh, sponsorship deals. Uh, uh, yeah. it, it's it, it is a fun thing. It's a fun thing to do. Um, look, it's my, my my feeling with podcasts is being consistent. We we're inconsistently consistent, so we we do, we do it most Sundays. And if if it doesn't feel right, because one of the foundations of what we do is. Uh, one of the pillars of, um, you know, our philosophical pillars, I suppose, is, is that with family is really important to us. And sometimes that trumps getting together for a, for a chat. Murray's got older kids. Well, here comes a beach tractor, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen a beach tractor. Look at that. <laughs> Plowing the fields. Every morning he plows the field here. Nothing ever grows. That is that is so good. Uh, Check this out. You know, the south coast of England needs one of those, but the only problem is that uh, you'd remove all the stones, there'd be nothing there. Oh, so, um. Get rid of all those pebbles. It'd be so much much more comfy. <laughs> um, yes, anyway, that's sidetracked. I'm not sure what I was I – mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it is important for us to get together and and uh, communicate regularly. Mm, no, it sounds like you guys do a great job with that. Just uh, as you said, you know, whether you're doing a podcast or not, I can imagine you're doing it sort of by the open bushfire. Sorry, not the bushfire. Sorry, we don't know. Yeah. We had enough of those campfire. Uh, yeah, no, thank campfire. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, one of something else I was going to ask you about though is the Cairo mm-hmm. side of things. You, um, yep. you know, even though both of you guys are chiropractors, you are Murray. The, um, you know, the. I guess that you, you know you guys give out some health advice, but you sort of probably don't focus too much on Cairo side of things um, specifically. In the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. But that's, that's cool. But, I mean, I, I wanted to shine the light on you a little bit more now as well, though, and, and mm-hmm. I liked what we spoke briefly about of that whole how involved you are in the pro-surfing scene. Yeah, I'm really fortunate to have found myself in that, actually, because I um, <clears throat> uh, because of where we are down here in Manly, um, lots of people surf. Lots of people come from the UK. They, you know, they make a life here in Sydney, and they decide part of that lifestyle is going to be I'm going to take up surfing. Just for those listening who are contemplating doing that, it takes a lot of work. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. It's not as easy as they make it look. These pro, these pros. Yeah. But um, yeah. By, by virtue of the fact that we're here and, and meeting a lot of people who, a lot of clients surf just or are trying to learn to surf. Mm. Um, and I like to surf. I, you just take a keen interest in it, just like you with cycling. Mm. You know, you just can't help but be interested interested in that. And you take a particular um, tack. So, it, being involved and being interested in that, I met people who um, were working within the professional surfing world, and they introduced me to you know the, the, the guy who runs who runs that camp and. Yeah, I've got the chance to kind of work, start working at some events. And now this year, I, I, I was uh, thrown into the role as a medical director for the for the Manly comp that we had. It was called the Sydney Surf Pro. Cool. And that was a real, that was a big, that was the week before COVID took off here in in Australia. Wow. So we still had we still had sporting events, and that was the very last sporting event I think that we held here in the country. 
Uh, it's not my fault that it ended. Um, you know, I, I know I had the reins at the time. Uh, I had nothing to do with me, as it turns out. But it was, so, quite a, it, was a, it was a big, it was a deep end. It was definitely a thrown in the deep end with regards to these you know, hygiene protocols, all that sort of stuff that was new to us right. back then. Now we're all yeah. experts at it, but it was, uh, it was quite, a, quite an interesting time. But it was a bit of the, the, from the chiropractic perspective, what I love about working in those environments is that, uh, and we've just been joined there by Jackson, uh, Jackson Harding, who actually joined me at the event. He is a young physiotherapist yeah, right. um, and a client of mine, and he, he, helped, he helped out at the event, which was great. But what I love about those events, actually, we collaborate with other practitioners. So we have, you know, we have the GPs, we have the orthopedic surgeon guys there, um, physiotherapists, massage therapists, and uh, an osteopath and chiropractors. Is that we collaborate as a team and we we all learn from each other, which is which is quite a special thing. All attractive coming. Mm. Sorry about the noise. But look, so uh, was it Chris Prosser? Is he the guy who's the main? Yeah, Doctor Chris. Dr. Yeah. Chris, yeah, do you know do you know Chris? I don't really know him. I know of him, but I sort of I love yeah. the way that it's like the um, all the pro surfers have basically embraced the sort of uh, the offering of Kyra, right? Yes, that's right. So because of guys like Chris, sorry, I'm going to walk through this gaggle of people. Because of guys like Chris, he, um, you know, he's he has created that really within with him and a handful of guys, Jason Gilbert, uh, Glenn Welsh. These guys have been chiropractors for quite some time like like you and um and they've uh they've paved the way for for chiropractic to be essentially the main i don't say the main because it is a collaborative team but it is you know chiropractors are well and truly involved in the sport of surfing and the pro surfers they really really appreciate having that They're, they expect it and it's part of their not just part of their sort of at the event care but they're they're you know week to week um healthcare program which is which is awesome you know yeah. they they um yeah they're very very well well received there's not too many people i mean i i work i don't work with the top 30 athletes i work on the next tier down which is a the, what they call the qf qualifying yeah. series okay but that's you know 200 the top 200 i would say athletes yeah and they're all they're all kind of vying for that coveted spot in the in the you know the top of the pops and yeah. um yeah, and they 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 really love it, and it's it's a it definitely is a cool thing to to be part of, to be able to be a chiropractor, you know, to deliver good quality chiropractic care to to all those in, you know international athletes. It's been it's been really fun. Yeah, cool. So, um, mate, you love a good swim. Yes. What you know? Um, so, because obviously you know all our swimming pools are closed and all that sort of stuff over here. Um, Unbelievable! Oh, way, did you hear that um, the UK just today announced that it's now one meter rule? Oh, you've come in closer. We've gone down to the one. From one point five? No, no, we were two. Oh, you were two? Yeah, that's impossible. How did you keep that up, mate? I know. You know. Well, uh, we're, we're, we're our geometry. Our one point five meter geometry here is for, is off the charts now. We can. We can we can line up in formation at one point five, like easy. But if you make it a two or one or one, we're going to have to recalculate. How far. Oh, that's great! It's so, so crazy, pe- crazy. People were basically walking down the footpath because you know in yeah. London they're not that wide anyway, right? And then people would have their cars parked, and then you got to jump the other side of the car. I know. I know. Then you get run over by the car coming down the street because you're trying to or avoid the person. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Can't so, hear those cyclists. They come flying through. <laughs> and all these electric right. cars that are flying around um, you know, um, London. <laughs> Can't hear them either. Right? Uh, so. it's, it's crazy. Look, I, I don't know who's making up the rules. I don't know who's pulling the strings and what they base it on. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, it's been quite a – it's been – it's been – this, this, this is not to sound insensitive because because I know some people you know obviously being affected by this in, in big ways, mm. but it's been there's been a lot of funny stuff you know that kind of thing like it's gone from two meters to one. I mean now one's okay whereas before it had to be two. One of the things that we experienced down here in Manly was uh, you can't you couldn't sit like I'm sitting down here at the beach now. It's one of my favorite things to do, but we couldn't sit, so you had to keep walking. All the all the benches were sort of cordoned off. I'm sure maybe you had that as well, but we had the, so, we had the but, same thing. And you know, you know, it's like in, in London where nothing better than a little bit of sun comes out than the bikinis come out in the park, right? And you're just like, um, yeah, what? none of that, you know? yeah, none, none of that. Of, none of that police kind of tapping you on the shoulder, you know? Yeah, move on. Yeah. yeah. So we had we the, our police became our personal trainers. So <laughs> you know, it's like keep going, keep moving, one more rep. So I, I had to sit there with a coffee doing squats or lunges. And we'd have people lying on the beach doing one push up a minute, you know, just to keep the just <laughs> yeah. to keep, yeah, to keep the that. exercise going. It's like I'm not sunbaking, I'm doing so, yoga. I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm in my know, that, I'm in my that, shavasana. Yeah, that, that last move that you always do where you lay there for five yeah. minutes just like yeah, doing nothing, right? It's Which like, is oh, the main reason why anyone does yoga for that yeah. bit, surely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the, I do. We love the swimming, and it's a really it's lucky again that we were able to keep that going during this during this period. I'm going to turn the camera around so you can just sort of see what's happening here. This is where we swim in the morning. So good. So yeah, you you swim. Where do you you go from there? And you go around the corner, don't you? Oh um, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll flip back. Yeah. So you start. We start here. Um, is this just see, on a Sunday one. morning? This, well, we I do this on a Sunday morning, but this happens every day. Yeah, people come down here every day. There's a couple people. It's dark still. I mean, like the camera's yeah. picking up light, but it's like that's yeah. Your wife would never let you swim out there. What's the um? What's the water temp at the moment? Uh, it's probably going to be a balmy sixteen or seventeen degrees. That's yeah, quite getting down to English summer. Yeah, it's uh, and what what does it sort of bottom out at? Well, I guess you've just had the solstice, so not far off that. Uh, yeah, but it continues to get colder. So it goes down. Last year, I think we the coldest we swam was about 14.7 14. Yeah. 14. degrees. It's but you don't do the wetsuit. Cold. No wetsuit. No, you have to. No, I mean this is the thing: the cold water exposure at that level. People are probably scoffing. I've got you know, I've got friends who in the north of England who swim in the in the ocean there and, and through the winter with snow. They're treading through snow on the on the beach. It's like. Well, our cold is laughable compared to that kind of cold, but it's um, it's very, it's invigorating, and it's uh, yeah, it's part of life to have those. If you can, we always feel like if you can make us make yourself have a, a kind of a controlled struggle, you know, if you you know jumping in a cold ocean on purpose, then the rest of your day is going to be rosy, a breeze, easy, <laughs> yeah, rosy. Hey, give us uh, talk to me about community, mate. Given the fact that you, uh, I know you moved away from Manly, but then moved back because you couldn't tolerate it. Um, and yeah. uh, but also, you know, vi- village chiropractic. It's like you've named your chiropractic center about the village and about the community. And it's really important to you, right? So, yeah, talk to me well, a little we, bit about your community. This is a community. Yeah. Well, we started the practice was Northern Beaches Chiropractic originally, which encompasses a huge, a huge area from Summer Bay all the way down here to Manly. 
Summer Bay. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. you got to love Summer Bay up there at Palm Beach. I can just you can just see it. I'll get I'll, I'll flip this again. Like this is Summer Bay for those watching. It's like that little lump over there. Is that Palmy up there? That's that's that the Palm Beach. Is that the lighthouse? Uh you can't quite see the lighthouse, but yeah. it almost looks disconnected from the mainland there. But mm. uh, wow. it's beautiful. Anyway, but that so but after a couple of years of that, I I felt like it was time for a um a rebrand because we were very local. We were super local practice. We looked after people in Manly. People did travel down, but we're really about the Manly community. A community for me was was one of those hidden those hidden keys to good health. Was having people around you that supported your healthy lifestyle, or that supported your growth, or your um, you know your evolution. So that you know, if you had people around you who were doing things like this and getting up in the morning and going for a swim, rain, hail or shine, or, or they were, you know, making good choices around nutrition or they were making choices around how they cared for their, for their body getting adjusted that you would, um, it would lift you or, you know, the rising tide lifts all boats kind of scenario. Mm. So we kind of just doubled down on that. We, we, we decided that that's, that's something that we wanted to, you know, we passionate, felt passionate about that. How can we, when people leave, so when people leave village chiropractic, come in for their adjustments, they go out into the, the manly community, and they're supported. They're continually supported on that vision, on, on their on that vision they have for themselves. Whether it's where they eat or where they or where they play, um, they're not leaving there and and having the questions like, why would you get adjusted? I don't understand why you would look after yourself that way. You're not you're not sick. You're not broken. Um, so that's that's why we went down to the, the down the village path because it's um, yeah again I felt like community was a very important thing. We see those communities, those blue zone communities where people live the longest. Yeah, that community is a, an essential part of it. It's not like one nutrient in the soil there. That's yeah, yeah. you know that's strong. So uh, do you just do Cairo, or you offer other services there? And is it just you? Are you the sole practitioner? I'm the I'm the I'm the, I'm the only chiropractor. Yeah. Um, but we've we have uh, we have a little team in the in the practice now, so we have massage therapy we've had for quite some time, and we have uh, an acu- a great acupuncturist there now, mm. and we have uh, another lady who's joined our team who does sort of energetic stuff. Craig, it's a bit out there to be honest. Right, nice. Um, <clears throat> it's in the woo woo zone, but uh, when you know, I sometimes I've kind of come to the realization that. If people are passionate about what they do and they care about people, then they're a good person to be on on my team. So the modality, not as important to me as um, you know, as as that person's intentions and and the, and and the heart side of it. So I think that stuff is very even for the chiropractors who you know, like I plan on taking someone on at the end of this year. That's going to be very important that they care um, in the way that we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, nice. Now, aren't you a uh, world famous international coach of rugby, or is it football? Oh, the the the, the um, I'm more of a it's more football. We're all around <laughs> the, the kids, round ball right? game. Yeah, it's a round ball game. <laughs> I'm more into the um. I, I'm I have the coveted position, the 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 much loved position of the referee. Ah, uh, that was a, right. yeah. Murray Murray's a rugby coach. Mother, who's my podcast partner, he's a he's actually a world famous rugby coach, rugby league coach. His kids are very talent, talented athletes. Mine, not as much. Sorry, kids, if you're watching this in the future, 
I love you, but keep studying, keep working at school. Hey, uh, <laughs> we all have our skills. And, uh, we all have – exactly. You're still wonderful kids. Um, mm. However, so I, get, I, got, I was put in the position where the team manager said, who would like to referee? And I stepped back the slowest. So there <laughs> so I, I, I didn't even – I don't even – I still don't even know all the rules of soccer. It's, a, it's an incredible yeah. game. But if the yeah. ball – the kids, the kids know what's going on. Yeah. Can you explain them, to me the offside rule? Well <laughs> – Mm. <laughs> Apparently, do you know the uh, away goal rule in the uh, UEFA Cup? <laughs> that I understand. It took me a while to get my head around that. When I lived up, I lived up in Dublin. Or, I got I got my head around that. Actually, that reminds so me. Now, they won. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They, hang on. It's a draw. How did the Titans, how did how they the win? Team win? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. Why do they need three goals now when there's like only one all? You know. Um, <laughs> Literally took me twelve uh, years to learn um, the away yeah, there's goal. A formula. There's a formula, Craig. It's yeah, <laughs> trigonometry. You'll find yeah. it. You'll work it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have any recollection of popping into Putney Chiropractic back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember climbing the stairs there. Yeah. Well, so do you, um, Carlisle? I think you. Uh, yeah, Carlisle. Carlisle was working there. Yeah. And uh, and I, I I remember coming down. I got the silver line. Is the silver line? Uh, the train line? Well, silver line or some, yeah. yeah, there's like some over, over, overland line. Yeah, anyway, well, my, my recollection is we were staying in the north of, of London at uh, near uh, Wilsdon Junction. Yeah. Beautiful part of town. And, uh, <laughs> Lovely. Got over. <laughs> there's no the one. beach down at Wilsdon Junction. You should get, check out that. Or <laughs> it's a great swim. Great swim. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I jumped on the train and came down there and got off um, down by was it, in, is it does it stop in Putney or around near Putney? Yeah, Putney Bridge or you know just Putney yeah. Station. Yeah. yeah, and it was beautiful. My my it's like a, my memory is that a, it was a quite a a pretty little, like area. You got the river coming there, and you get the yeah. the bridge and the and the pub on the corner, big white mm. pub that was there, and then there was uh, yeah. the little shop fronts. And it's not very. Sydney, not very Australia. It's this uh, like London for me. When I when I first popped out of the tube and came up at um, Oxford Circus, was my first imp- impression of London. It was like I'd been there before because I'd seen it on TV. Yeah, you know, this was a classic kind of curved roads and everything's the same height and uniform. Yeah, that's not yeah. that's unusual to us. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that was my uh, that was my record. But I definitely remember coming into the practice and um, yeah, uh, yeah, you, a beautiful you, did, practice. Did you study with Carlisle? Yeah, Carlisle and I were at uni together. Yeah, we were yeah, good, cool. buddies. good buddies. That's yeah. funny, Carlisle still lives in Putney, you know, uh, even though he doesn't work Does with he? us anymore. He's gone off and done his own thing. He's got a couple of young yep. boys running around the scene now. And, yeah, um, uh, yeah um, we still see him every now and then. But um, no, he he worked with us for about five years, I think. Um, yep, and great, great boat. I always thought he'd come over there for a year or two and then move back. Yeah. And uh, well, 20, 20 years later, he's still over there. I know. Uh, it kind of grabs you, you know, uh, not mm. in the way that that sunrise just gives you a look at the sunrise again. Uh, yeah, I've seen that around there. You can see. This is making oh. for great radio or great podcast, by the way, just showing the sunrise out there. Mate, there's quite yes. a few surfers out there all of a sudden. Yep. They're out of, so what we have here, can I expand that out for you there? Look at that. So these are, the, these are more the surf life-saving crew. So they're on their paddle boards right. and they're just doing reps of paddle out, Go around some sort of imaginary witch's hat out there, and then paddle in, and then they'll run. 
There they are. Yes. Here's the swimmers. It's pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a lovely morning out there, mate, isn't it? Um, yeah, mornings are, the mornings are the best here. The mornings are the best. Mm. And uh, it's like you get this big serotonin big serotonin release as the sun's coming up. You know, I always feel mm. better. It might be the caffeine as well, but that combo is good. There's my good wife that has joined us from downstairs. Hi, darling. That's, jump that's Finn. Oh, yeah, look, she's going, oh, wow. she's just, oh, she's saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that in my face or would you rather I can turn it around? Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's better, isn't it? Yeah. So this um, is the uh, this is the early morning. Manly. Here's the here's the scene. Here's the beach, mm-hmm. and the beautiful Norfolk pines of of Manly. So our, yeah, our practice logo takes you know borrows from those trees over there. This is the obviously the middle of winter, and it basically looks better than our summer. Although in saying that, um, thirty degrees over the next few days, will mate, and don't worry, oh. there's going to be a lot of complaining about that. Why? Well, it's so hot. <laughs> oh, so, hot. so hot. <clears throat> you just remind people they can take their jackets off when it gets to thirty. It's okay. <laughs> that layer, that extra layer, is not as necessary as they think. I'm not sure if oh, the tweed cap can ever be removed. You know? I mean, like, uh, you've got to keep those oh. nice, thick, a particular Paris tweed on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, what's what's it like over there now? Are you are you are they? Um, it is different. There's no rain. There's no there's yeah. no rain this time. <laughs> when you were here last time, it was pouring, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You guys were just huddled under that surf club. Yeah. What, what's it like? Are you lifting restrictions? Are you? Still yeah. hunger down, they're saying two more weeks every No, no, week. like uh, li- literally they're just sort of uh, today, I think they sort of pointed towards the 4th of July as being a time when, for example, like still traditionally, still you, you're not meant to have been travelling to, if you had a holiday house, for example, you're not meant to be going to that, right, um, even mm. if you owned it. Um, you know, it's kind of yeah. meant to be staying in your own little region and, um, you know, staying at home if you can work from home. Um, mm. All the offices in central London are still basically closed closed right yeah um and it's like a ghost town up in central london still right um yeah it's, it's weird whether the, the the buses just kind of like cruise through with no one on them um so it kind of was still a lot operational but um and the tubes are still kind of running but no one's really on them and because yeah. they've got no offices to go to because the offices aren't officially open yet you know um yeah well, tell you what, though, this is starting yeah go on no i was just gonna say the, the one interesting thing though is that because people have got a lot of spare time on their hands, like because mm. they're not spending two hours a day on their commute, right, uh, yeah. and because they're probably then using those extra two hours a day exercising, um, then there's a lot of people who are really busted or really broken or really looking forward to actually getting onto the Cairo table. So the moment yeah. they set foot in the door and see that you've got everything, hygiene protocols in place and that you kind of, it's a, you know, it's in some ways way less risky than just going to the supermarket, then yeah. they, they embrace that that idea and they want to actually maybe use this extra time they have to sort out that problem that they've had in their uh, whatever it might I, be. Um, I have yeah. to say, Craig, we, we've, we've been busy uh, as we've ever been. We've, um, we've, we've had to open up a bit more time because we to, to be able to maintain that social distancing, the guidelines that we had in place or that we have mm. in place, we, um, we opened more hours so we could... No, no one felt claustrophobic when they came into the practice. That was yeah. that was the initial days. Everyone was like, you know, very nervous. So we just created a lot of space. Uh, but we've been as busy as we've ever, ever been. And and the two reasons is what you just described: the runners, hmm. the runners, yeah. the guys taking out running, like I did. <laughs> like their their bodies just like I've never done so much exercise. 
and the group who are the, the work from home who are who are set up on their laptops in the most you know amazing ways. No, no one, no one here in Manly has more space than they need to, you know, to survive. It's not a cheap place to live. So you, you know, most people are living in small apartments and then just spending as much time outside. So when you work from home, like one, one of my clients, she, her setup was in her kitchen, right? So her laptop would go on the kitchen bench and she'd open up a cupboard so she could get her legs under the bench, you know, so her feet are in pots and pans. Yeah. <laughs> She's sitting on a, on a stool. You know, coming and so you know, there's there is that sort of discomfort that comes from the poor posture and ergonomic setup yeah. is uh, pressing. So it, yeah, it, absolutely. You're, when your clients come into the practice, when your patients come in there, yeah. giving that giving them that care, it will transform their life. It'll make them feel like, okay, I I got this. If I'm going to be working from home um, for the foreseeable future, I, I got this. I feel better now. I've got a strategy. Yeah, really and you know what? Everyone that you meet is at a different level of understanding or readiness to do things too, right? So if they haven't left the home for three months, then they're going to start from scratch. However, you've got to remember that when you've maybe been seeing someone for eight weeks already um, and they started as an emergency because you were offering emergency care, things have relaxed off a little bit more and those guys are super relaxed when they're just swinging in and out of the building, you know. And And other people, this is their first time they've left their home. Yeah. So yep. you just yep. got to be respectful of that and then just uh, be, you know, and, and same as, you know, because we have this thing over here where you furloughed your staff. There's a word for you. Do you know about furlough? Yes. Yeah. Where else have we heard furlough? Is it in Harry Potter? It, it, uh, yeah, it's got to <laughs> The word I, we heard a lot, he was sauntering. Sauntering. <laughs> you weren't allowed, you're no, not allowed to saunter. It's too slow. It's not exercise. It's like a step below walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yes, furlough is, is where you're being paid not to work. Yeah, like is that how yeah. that worked? Yeah, it's it's basically just like uh, being like paid not to work. Yeah, yeah, that's and, incredible. But, but you can't but go anywhere. <laughs> can't go anywhere, and you're still getting paid eighty percent of your wage. And you, um, but one of the terms is you definitely can't do anything to do with your job. So you can't um, double up. No, well, or you, you can, or, not, or not even your original job, not even the job no, you're being paid no, for, especially your original job. Uh, wow! Yeah. Um, so you but, get, so you could, you could do something else. Yeah, and that was so, okay. So you can Love go it. and volunteer at the hospital, for example, or yeah. you could end up, um, you know, say you, I don't know, say you're a whatever a football coach. You could end up, you know, if you're getting paid to do that, then you can end up, um, I don't know, selling you know, news, newspapers on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's and then you can just take two wages, but um, yeah. But yeah, look. Wow. I mean, to be fair though, it has just the whole point of that was just to try and stop mass unemployment. So yeah, um, yes, we've yeah. we've had that over here. We had uh, we 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 broke it down. We we use simpler language here in Australia. So you use you know terms like furlough, which are, which I love, and yeah. it is it's straight out of Harry Potter. We yeah. use we had two we had two uh, systems. We had the the job keeper payment and the yeah. job seeker payment. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. the job seeker was, you know, anybody who had lost their jobs, they had yeah. they were able to line up and as a welfare sort of program. And then anybody who had a job, but their their bosses couldn't afford to keep them on, hmm. they were being paid um, the same amount. So across the board, they were getting they get fifteen hundred dollars a fortnight, yeah. regardless of them the the amount of work they were doing previously. So but also if you're the, a, the, the difference is you could actually still go to your job and do it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And and the idea, the strategy with that is the same. It's just keep money flowing through the economy. I, you know, you learn about these 
these little wheels that that spin everything around, Craig, and and uh, money needs to flow. Money needs to flow. Can't be can't go stagnant. Otherwise, the wheels yeah. start to fall off this whole system, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that's really interesting to see what happens. But you know, I'm certainly not a world economist, so I'm no. not out there sort of. No, but stuff. you know, we. we we're pretty good at most of these things, you know. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I could I could throw my hand at most things, you know. Um, <laughs> surf lifesaving. Well, I, we can be experts. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Someone's drowning out there. Give it. A, I think I worked that out. It's um, it's uh, we're all experts in our own. In Still our looking own for stuff I we? can't fix, right? Is that? Is that <laughs> That's right. I love that. Yeah. Not there yet. Yeah, I haven't found anything yet. I can't fix yet. <laughs> Still looking. Oh, that's good. Still look, keep looking for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, I did pick up that you you decided that running was a thing because you are built like uh, Kipchoge. A runner, I noticed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kipchoge. Well, look, I've got the same arms and legs. It's Kipchoge, different shape, but we've got so, a number well, of arms and legs. You, you know, Luke Brady uh, um, is an ultra marathon runner. Um, and you would that. love this because he has a very unique strategy to be able to prepare for these ultra marathons, right? Where he doesn't actually run. Really? No. He. What does he do? He, well, because his gyms are closed down at the moment, because gyms are closed, he's actually having to do a bit of running, and he's realizing how fatiguing that is on the body by running. Um, but he would have this strategy of just doing. He would do these like twenty-minute leg blasting sessions. Um and oh look we got commentary going. You're on getting heckled. Right You're getting heckled. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely cannot run, and um that's why I run my bike so much. So um yeah, but no, no, but he just does the the leg strengths almost. So he'll just blast out the squats and the lunges and all this sort of stuff. Do twenty minutes of pretty high intense um and fairly heavy weights and stuff, and then he'll kind of like that's the impact almost that he'll sort of has on his body. So then yeah. when it comes to recover plodding along then um yeah and he's got that, that time know, to fatigue it's taken t- taken care of so he's not breaking down when he's on the run yeah exactly and because when you're doing 50k then it's not like a marathon run as such you know it's a survival right um, yeah well i've signed up for 50k craig yeah well i, may, I, may have listened. I, I did a car drive today and i was listening into the pod oh so, yeah murray um, murray murray thinks it's hilarious yeah because look i'm in the i'm in the 95 kilo category uh, they don't have that in the running world. Um, I'm breaking that's, new ground. That's great. Literally. You'll be breaking records too, right? On I'll be, Strava, you'll right. be getting all the segments because no one else runs <laughs> no, when they're 95, right? So. No, no, that's right. I'm, I'm smashing the Strava. How good Strava? It's like a, the whole new cyclists have been all over that for ages, but now the yeah. runners the runners have taken over Strava. To be, to be honest, I wish that's the only side of running that I wish I could be a part of is the the Strava, the, the Strava app side of things yeah. because – I love the way it does that thing where if you're running along and you've got a slight incline, it kind of yes. calculates what it yes. would have been if it was flat. Yeah, so that. nice. That would it's be so, so good. good. Yeah. So when you're doing like <laughs> six-minute K uphill, it actually says yeah, you would have been going four, four, ten. Two thirties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is so, it's so good. But the, and then the, then the thumbs up, the kudos, oh. the kudos that you get. Oh, it's all about that feedback. I am um, – I got kudos. I'm the crown. That's hilarious. Well, this was given to me it. today uh, by a. This is a Swiss bike company that takes you on oh. uh, travel, right? And oh, I love um, it. And so he witnessed. They the call themselves kudos. I, hey, that's the name of the company, kudos. Yeah, 
kudos to oh, the travel agency with a crown fun. with a little crown there yeah, as well a little crown and uh, then it's got on the back those here, who know know it's got earn your kudos yeah i love it uh those anyway, who know know if you're listening to this and that does not make sense to you yeah get onto the strava get onto the strava give them all your data about where you move don't worry about that yeah um, yeah get, where you, where, where you store all your bikes um. <laughs> <laughs> where you keep everything yeah that's right <laughs> but it's um no, it's a, look, I've, lo- I've really loved the running journey and I, and I appreciate that, um, you know, training for an ultra does, doesn't have to just be running hmm. and um, I'm looking forward to getting into that. But for me right now, because I, ha- I don't have that experience of just being in the grind as much, you know, I might like would train, I would ocean swim and do, uh, you know, CrossFit and those sorts of things, which I haven't done for a little while now, but but just getting out there and running for a couple of hours, just to feel that uh, it's more like a mental game of like, okay, I'm still in this and and and, uh, and sitting in that space for time is a, is a is a challenge in itself. So whether it's yeah. the body breaking down or the mind breaking down, I think right yeah. now I'm more worried about my mind. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that. Um, you probably don't know this Ross Edgley guy who did the lap, the swim lap. Maybe you do. He swam a lap of the UK. Oh, yes. Oh, that was, a, was that a while ago? Was that a... Yeah, it was about a year ago or maybe a little bit yeah. more, right? Um, and I think, I we, oh, yeah, I think Murray was telling me about it. Yeah, yeah I think he Amazing. did a couple of podcasts or sort of about it because, uh, like, it's that whole thing where he reckons he can't even train for it, right, because it's actually all about um, adapting, stressing your body and then seeing mm. how it adapts and then stressing it again and seeing how it adapts, right? Because I don't know. Yeah, and, and because he, he used to swim with the, with the tide, with the current, you do, yeah. you know, what is it, 10, 11, what, how many hours is a, is a tide? I guess it's like... It's like a 12-hour. Yeah, on where like you're 11 hours off. Like 11 hours off, 11 hours off, you know. And, yeah. uh, and so he, um, yeah, it was really interesting, you know, that, that but that's that's what you're talking about with ultra, you know, just sort of see how your body adapts mm-hmm. and then you just got to sort of fight it, so, or not. <clears> you know, right. either you either kill yeah. you or you kill it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, and, you know, this running this group of runners that I'm part of. So down here, we uh, I was asked to join this running group, men's running group called the Vipers. And um, <laughs> Vipers don't have legs and they don't run. Oh. But oh, right. as it turns out, um, they named the group the Vipers because here we've got a, a particular, there's a running hill. That's a very steep hill. It's got a gradient. It's got like a, it looks vertical when you run it. And uh, it's called Snake Hill. And they used to train on there a lot. And anyway, call themselves Vipers. But it's like a men's, running group and not tweed jacket men's group it's more like um men's mental fitness you know sometimes guys just need to hang out with guys to be able to open up and and speak you know more freely about things that are kind of uncomfortable so we started with that with that in mind and and running as the vehicle to to get together and most of them actually all of them are great runners and I got roped into this thing because I oh, would love to have you on board as, you know, so one of the guys who guides our, uh, uh, guides our health um, practices. So I go along there for our first run and yeah. it's a, it's, it's called a fartlek. I don't know if you've, you know, you're familiar with the yeah. fartlek concept. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know what that was. I was like, I thought they were joking when they said we're going to do a fartlek, but <laughs> it, was a, it's a, it turns out to be a run and on an on and off run. So you run and then you rest and run and rest. Yeah. The mm. first fart, fart, it was a six minute on two minute off I believe, and I thought six minutes. How bad can it be? And they, and then the way we went, they took off running, and they run like you know, some of them running four minute k's, 
sub four minute Ks and I seriously 45 seconds into the run, I look at my watch and I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make this. I'm going to die. Um, but then, but I did die and I continued on and, and turned up week after week. And, you know, now I'm into this run. I run four times a week and I feel great. And, um, yeah, right. I hope it continues. Yeah. Well, I wish you I luck. And so is, is that an ultra when's that coming up later in the year, right? The ultra's in October. I've got 18 weeks, maybe 17 okay. now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's. It, I mean, you know, it's, I'm at a, I'll be at a crossroads in about ten weeks where I'm going to decide: am I am I going to give this? You know, the ultra camp is about a nine week camp. So to get you from a a good base level where you then put the the necessary effort into to give yourself the best chance to get through that, um, my coach has told me I need to know about nine weeks out. Yeah, nice. So you know, uh, one of the things I did. A couple of nude swimmers running out of the ocean here. Oh, right. I won't film them. I won't film them. (laughs) That's quite hilarious. (laughs) Go, girls. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You know, when in man. That that doesn't happen every day. All right. Mm. Um, Anyway, the... um Obviously, lost my train of thought there. Yeah, sorry. I was just saying that, you know, I'm going to know in about 10 weeks whether I'm going to do the be able to, you know, make a full tilt run at the 50K or, or not. But I, I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm feeling confident yeah. and Mate, I, was, uh, I, I want to know. Say, um, but uh, I've been doing a bit of yoga in lockdown, yeah. right? Um, oh, I started yeah. it on week one when we were kind of like uh, not able to do anything. And so this guy, uh, Jason, who runs the House of Yoga in Putney, he just started doing three mornings a week at 6.30 yoga, right? And I'm now online. in week 14, yeah, online, on Instagram Live, and he just does his morning practice and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I've just joined in, right? So in that time, I can now do a handstand, a headstand, one of those wheel things, right, you know, where you kind of yep. go back and right back. Unbelievable. So Are you good. doing any of that stuff to help the body with the running? Yeah. Um, the I, Yes. Uh, not as much as I've, I should be doing, like uh, a lot of our – our clients would probably tell us. Um, I do, I do do some yoga. Do yoga probably w- once a week. I tried that. I've been trying the online, mm. and I've found that it's a bit distracting for me. And now our studios have opened up, I can actually get back into a yoga studio and do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of the yoga studios, the way they adapted over here, the way they pivoted, was to move everything online as best, as quickly as they could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I look, but it's, it's I, good to hear that everything. So, um, you know, bars and gyms and all that sort of stuff have opened, right? Um, CrossFit. I went CrossFit. Uh, yeah, the gym. The gyms yeah. are opening up. You know, there's a, there's rules about how many people per square meter. I mean, you know, how many square meters per person really uh, yeah. we should have. How and, far um, your, your sweat can flick when you're in the middle of yeah, like a, a workout. Yeah, that's right. And hopefully, you know, if if it does flick. You know, the trajectory takes it down to my foot, not into my mouth. I mean, no one ever wants that, regardless of what pathogens is carrying. But um, no. like, just to tell you, like when the pubs opened, I, a friend of mine got onto it early. We had to book a table and you could have 10 people in a pub. So imagine your local that you you know love to go to yeah. and you're one of 10 people in there. you got a table, you got the yeah. barman there. You just booked you know, it so out. You, it's like I've, I've booked this out for, for me. It's like a private yeah, it's like a private party. So there were four of us at the table. There's another table of four blokes, and then there was two people. I remember two people in the corner, and we had a. It was a glorious. It was a glorious time. First, Mate, you know, beer speaking and of uh, speaking of kudos, uh, kudos yeah. for your 12 months of no booze. By the way, fantastic. Have you? Um, they they 
Kudos have done that, the, the company or people who. No, I'm just giving. Oh, you kudos to me. Thumbs up. Oh, for, kudos to me. Oh, thank uh, you. Yes. Yeah, uh, twelve months off the boost. 2019 boostless. Yeah. Thank God you yeah. didn't do it in 2020. How would you have survived? Yeah. You know? oh, no. <laughs> I feel like a. I've, well, all the yeah, the drinking from home. Um, it's I, a slippery slope, I, yeah. isn't it? And um, it, it yeah. can be a slippery slope. A lot of yeah, a lot of people. A lot you of know, people, I've been, uh, people I've been in doing one way. the old uh, Whoop thing. It's another one of my sponsors. Um, what? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, <laughs> but Whoop is a, uh, Whoop's the heart rate variability thing. Yeah. You, what you have you found? That? Yeah. Uh, look, so uh, like my heart rate variability just plummets through the floor the moment I have a, you know, a few few drinks, Uh-oh. right? Um, yeah. And then especially when you uh, – you know, I love doing that thing where I work, train really hard in the morning, then have a bottle of wine in the afternoon, and then <laughs> bang – you know, train again the next day, down even lower. You know, um, yeah, and, and so it's it is a permanent reminder, you know, that you shouldn't be drinking and you should be sort of treating the body like a temple. And it's good to have. Not that I listen to it. It's, I've got to say, it's but. a good. Well, it's a, it's a it's a nagging reminder in the back of your mind that at least you're you're aware of it. You know, yeah. I, I like life to be lived and enjoyed. And there's all these and all these things that we're navigating our way through. Um, if on the balance of things you're doing more good than, than harm, I think, you know, that's, yeah. that's the position you want to be in. But if you're, so for example, running, the, running an ultra, there's no, there's not a lot of room in the next 18 weeks for me to have days that are suboptimal. Yeah. So I'll pull back on the alcohol. I mean, I, I don't drink a lot anyway, but yeah. I, you know, I probably dropped that away. Not a hundred percent. I have a beer here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. that high rate variability tells a story that your body's not healing very well. Yeah, so if absolutely. I'm stressing it, then I'm going to break down. You're a well-oiled machine, so you can get away with it. I, yeah, I think I'm not well, so much. it's almost like the only reason I do train, really, because there's no racing going on because I normally am just racing. Now I just um, do it. I exercise just, roll. Sort of, just to kind of flush the system. <laughs> you, could probably, you could probably put a basket on the front of that bike and, <laughs> and uh, deliver groceries around the neighborhood. How good would that oh, be? I could, yeah. Have you had, hey, I, have you had businesses adapting? Yeah, sort of like, our, like our, our coffee shop uh, over the road instantly closed and they were mandated mm. to close, but then they instantly went into um, delivering and they've got themselves a little electric bike, um, uh, sort of almost like an electric motorbike. So they deliver, started doing like fruit boxes and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Now they just have a awesome. local community delivery service, you know. Um, Unreal. There was a time when, yeah, you couldn't get flour and eggs and all that sort of stuff. So they said, right, well, mm. you know, all these restaurant guys have got so much food, we can get a hold of it. And um, yeah. So, I've got people waving, yeah. waving to me as they're coming out of the water. There. Yeah, no. Nice. Camp. There's a couple of the vipers. Oh, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I heard Actually, a rumor. Yes, yeah, I, I, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true, but uh, Insta Live may only let you do an hour. And can you believe it's oh. been an hour nearly already? Ah, no. We're is only just getting thing? started. Let me just show you. I've, I've never been on for this long. It's been, I know. It's been really fun. <laughs> it's been really fun. I'm, oh, no, look, I'm glad I've that. Just, I've actually just got the countdown. One one okay. minute and fifty seconds left. But right. yeah, let's just well, take just, in some I'll just show you the I'll show you scenes. The, you see the little there you go. Look at this. Oh there's the old mate. Look at that. Silver there's an old mate in his budgie smugglers <laughs> and the sun <laughs> yeah. about to come. Rising. Hey, look at that. Go <laughs> Australia. <laughs> so it's ten PM over there. Yep. Enjoy. Um, Thanks for having me on, Craig. Yeah, mate. Uh, long overdue, I think, and really good to have a chat. Keep up the podcast. Say good day to Muzzle for you. me. And, um, I will do. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk uh, soon. 
Let's Bushaw do it again. Will, um, yeah, Bushaw will come out. So I'd have a chat to Elon Musk. Let's get book a ticket to that <laughs> rocket ship so that we can actually fly our way to Venus and then we'll be able to leave it all behind, right? So. That's, that's one strategy. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope it doesn't come to that. All right, mate. All right, all the best, great mate. chat. All right, see you, Greg. Bye, man.